Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So you have this horrendous slaughter of Muslims in New Zealand by a white nationalist, he calls himself. And when you read some of what he's written, it's not really clear what he is, other than a complete nut job, racist, and so forth. And unfortunately, these sorts of things do happen, and they will forever happen. They will forever happen whether they are state-sponsored or whether one, two, three, four people do it. And there's no answer to this there was an answer to this, we'd answer it, wouldn't we? And yet people on TV, so-called journalists, politicians, they think they have the answer, which is to attack conservatives, to attack the Second Amendment, to attack the NRA, and to attack this president. And the next day they'll lecture you and me about tone or we get lectures from people in the media that we all need to get along. We are facing a very evil and dark force, ladies and gentlemen. At every opportunity, they attack liberty and individualism and anybody who stands for them. Like you. They lie about us. They intentionally mischaracterize us. They defame us. There are tens of millions of weapons in this country. And the truth is, we don't go around slaughtering each other. This isn't Yemen. It's not Somalia. It's not Lebanon. It's not Syria. It's not, you name your country, south of the border. We are very good people. We are very decent people. We are a civil people. There's a whole lot of us, almost 330 million of us now, all kinds of backgrounds, all colors, all religions, all kinds of beliefs. And yet there are forces in this country that seek to destroy our unity, our belief systems, our institutions, the glue that holds us together. They want vast change and they want it immediately. And if you don't agree with them, it's because you're racist, or you're rich, or you're white, or you're deplorable, or whatever it is. They don't want to engage in debate. They want to destroy. 
And let me suggest to some of my conservative friends, such as they are, you can't make intellectual or political peace with people like this. Who literally want to destroy our lives, the way we live, the nature of this country. What what, what are we supposed to agree on? How do you meet them halfway? There are times when you have to stand up. Like at the founding of this nation. Like on the issue of slavery and segregation. There are times you have to stand up. We're fighting for our basic founding principles now. They're under attack by a green movement that's the old red movement. By a political party that is hateful and always has been. I do not understand this idea that we're supposed to make nice. Of course, I'm not talking about violence in any respect. We have these people, you wake up, you have 49 innocent human beings are slaughtered in these two mosques by this piece of you-know-what who's supported by pieces of you-know-what and we can't even agree in the media that no, the president doesn't support this, no, Republicans don't support this, no, the NRA doesn't support this, no, NRA members and gun owners don't support this. All of a sudden, we're on defense. You don't even have time to get all the information. We're on defense. It's us, you and me, we're doing this. And we're supposed to make nice with people who accuse us of such horrible things. This didn't happen in the United States. This was not an American who did this. This has nothing to do with our Second Amendment. They have very strict gun laws in Australia, and they have strict gun laws in New Zealand. And both countries have laws against murdering people. There is evil on the face of this earth. I don't know if the media know it or not. What do you think ISIS is and Al-Qaeda and the Muslim Brotherhood? Our prisons are filled with evil people. Mass murders, rapists. Look around the world. Look at Un and Xi and Putin and Castro and all the rest. That's why you and I, we revere our declaration. We revere our constitution. We revere capitalism. We revere liberty. And we have people within our own country who attack these institutions that make and keep this nation a civil nation. We do not have a free press in this country. We have a propaganda mill. A propaganda mill. They attack Fox all the time because Fox represents a tiny fraction of the media. Their audience is big when uh, compared to MSNBC and CNN, but it is tiny compared to network TV and all forms of media. And even there, they want to smother it. They want to destroy it. They want to destroy their hosts and their executives. I've never seen so much reporting by the media on another media outlet. Individuals can be tyrannical. Governments can be tyrannical. Organizations can be tyrannical. I've never seen anything like this. The President of the United States. I spent last week, 
early last week, a full hour going over the transcript of what the president sent in Charlottesville. Some of the backbenchers have picked up on it. The president of the United States never said they're good people in the Klan or they're good people among the neo-Nazis. He never said that. And yet this is repeated again this week by Anderson Cooper and others on CNN and MSNBC. He never said that. Why did they insist that he did when he didn't? Here's a montage put together by Grabian of MSNBC, CNN, anchors, of politicians who seek to politicize yet again what is a horrible, horrible act of inhumanity when you go into a mosque and you just start slaughtering people who are running for their lives, little babies, little kids. Cut one, go. You ask for God to change people's hearts. Yeah. I have a question for you. Does God need to change people's language? President Trump, uh, whether uh, intentionally or I think in a lot of cases, even inadvertently, has provided a lot of fodder for people like this. Words do have consequences. And we know that at the very pinnacle of power in our own country. You mean the president talking about it? I mean, I know it's hard to even call this out. I've heard this from a guest this morning. This shooter, according to these reports, specifically invoked our president as an inspiration. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what he did. You are a liar. He wrote this multi-page manifesto where he specifically said he doesn't like Trump. He doesn't support Trump. So why does somebody like this say that in the media? You know, I'm going to tell you something. We'll continue in a moment. This talk about Trump, the way they talk about Trump as Hitler, as Stalin, as a dictator, as somebody who's violating the Constitution, as a racist, as a white supremacist, as somebody who's thrown in with the Klan and the neo-Nazis, that he's responsible for mass murder. I'm going to tell you, they're going to get our president hurt. They're going to get our president hurt. The way they talk about this man, they dehumanize him. They would never talk about another president this way, certainly not a Democrat. 49 human souls were slaughtered yesterday, and they're attacking our president. Go ahead. About. Is there someone out there tonight who's going to hear Trump's rhetoric and act on it? We know that lots of far-right attackers... What claimed- rhetoric and act on it? What are they talking about? What are they talking about? Have they listened to Richard Blumenthal's rhetoric? Have they listened to Nancy Pelosi's rhetoric? Have they listened to Gerald Nadler's rhetoric? Have they listened to Adam Schiff's rhetoric? Have they listened to the rhetoric that spews 24-7 out of CNN and MSNBC? Have they listened to our, our nighttime comedians? What about their rhetoric? Maybe they're responsible for the slaughter in New Zealand. Maybe CNN and MSNBC and our media. Maybe they're responsible for those horrendous murders. Or maybe it's the late the late night comedy. So maybe they're responsible, or maybe the Democrat Party. Go ahead. 
supporters in recent months. And there's an intolerance that's being spread in this country, in this world, and it comes from the political dialogue. Let's be clear, it comes from political leaders. Words have consequences, like saying we have an invasion on our border. The language he uses in this manifesto is all about invaders. It's also language that President Trump used in a campaign ad before the midterm election. So what? So what? You think some guy sitting there in Australia says, you know, Trump called these people invaders. So I'm going to go over to New Zealand and slaughter Muslims. That's not what happened here. That's not what happened here at all. Go ahead. Uh, seeing inspiration from our own president, John, is you have a president who, when he was a candidate, talked about banning Muslims from entering this country. What kind of immoral, immoral human beings are we dealing with here in the media? They're not interested in getting to the bottom of the facts, let alone the psycho that was behind this. They're not interested in that at all. They wake up in the morning and try and paint the President of the United States, as something he is not. And they do this day in and day out, the big lie. And then when you challenge them, they say you're destroying the First Amendment. You're destroying freedom of the press. They're destroying freedom of the press. We Americans deserve better than this, ladies and gentlemen. We deserve a real news media with real newsrooms and real journalists. We deserve... A press that seeks the truth, that has some level of objectivity, that isn't always tearing down our institutions, our president. And we can't get it. We can't get it. Instead, we get propaganda, lies, dishonesty. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself your family, your friends, your neighbors with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Abraham Hooper is a propagandist for this Hamas front group called CARE, which has a foothold in the United States. And they use every opportunity to support Democrats and trash Republicans. 
And here he is on CNN today. Cut three, go. Unfortunately, we have our nation's top leaders, and I'm talking about President Trump, mainstreaming uh, bigotry and uh, bringing uh, bigotry and division as a source of governance. President Trump governs based on fear and lies. You must be confusing the United States with virtually every Arab and Muslim country on the face of the earth. If you're Jewish or Christian, try to go to Medina. If you're Jewish or Christian, see if you're welcome in the Gaza Strip. Or even parts of Jerusalem. Or even on the Temple Mount. If you're Jewish or Christian, see how widely embraced you'll be in Tehran. And I could go on and on. Mr. Hooper confuses the United States with those countries where people flee to this country. Compare this country to Somalia or the Sudan. I am sick and tired of when these sickos go out and kill people that somehow that reflects our thinking. Somehow that reflects our philosophy. Somehow that reflects our politics, our principles. When in fact we are repulsed by it. We are the ones who embrace the Declaration of Independence. Which is not religious specific, color specific, ancestry specific, unalienable rights. We are the ones who say live and let live. Live and let live. We are the ones who are tolerant. But when you push back against the progressive centralized state when you insist that there be a rule of law and it be followed by everybody who wants to come into this country when you insist we have a magnificent culture and that people who want to come here must assimilate then all of a sudden you must support the mass slaughter of fill in the blank of fill in the blank Nancy Pelosi visited Assad against the direct request of President George W. Bush. Assad killed 49 people before he had breakfast. Almost all Muslims. The New York Times supported Fidel Castro and his revolution. Fidel Castro killed 49 people before he had breakfast. And I can go on and on and on. The slaughter that took place in New Zealand had nothing to do with America. It had nothing to do with the president. And the disgrace of our media and these clowns, these fools they bring on to lecture us is really nauseating. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. 
Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound, to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community help students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. Mark Levin, America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811. Let me give you a sampling of what's been going on today. On uh, CNN last night, they had... Mehdi Hassan, a columnist and presenter of two Al Jazeera shows, linking the president only minutes after the slaughter in New Zealand to the slaughter. An Al Jazeera host. CNN Today had Ibrahim Hooper, a radical who works for a Hamas front group called CARE, knowing full well what he would say. Then they had the national director of CARE, Nihad Awad. He, too, trashing the president of the United States. Then we had Wajahat Ali, New York Times opinion writer on MSNBC today, that the shooter's racist ideology, quote, has been mainstreamed by Republican elected officials. And links Trump to white supremacists. Then we have Dana Bash on CNN today talking about how Trump, his rhetoric, riles up the nut jobs. Then they bring in this guy, Charlie Dent, a former congressman, a Republican, but one of the kooks, I believe. He comes on CNN because he's a re- reliable Trump hater. And uh, he talks about Trump and the comments at Charlottesville. They're all lying about the comments at Charlottesville, which is why I took the time to discuss them with you. And then a CNN brings in Senator Richard Blumenthal, regular. He's sort of their Lindsey Graham, except this guy has a, uh, a head injury. And the Trump rhetoric is a factor in the New Zealand massacre. And this has gone on all last night. Late into the night, early in the all day long, all day long. This is why Trump despises the media, because they deserve his wrath. They don't stand for the First Amendment. The purpose of freedom of the press is to inform the American people, to give us news, not to hear every left-wing whack job or every ethnic front group or people to come on and make these allegations, these wild, outrageous allegations. And it came up again on CNN. John Berman, dumb as a doorknob, one of their anchors. But he ran into a buzzsaw this time. Adam Kingsinger, who's been very good lately 
a Republican congressman. Cut nine, go. You ask for God to change people's hearts. Yeah. I have a question for you. Does God need to change people's language? And I ask you that because this killer, apparently in a screed, some people call it a manifesto, said he is a supporter of President Trump as a symbol of white identity. Why, why would anyone see the president I, as a symbol of white identity? I think God needs to change people's hearts, and I beg he does. He needs to change their language. But you cannot put this on President Trump. I'm not putting it on President Trump. There's one man who pulled the trigger right. here, okay? Yeah. The person who is giving a sign of allegiance to President Trump is the killer here. He calls him a symbol of white identity. Yeah. The language he uses in this manifesto is all about invaders. It's yeah. all about invaders, which is similar language to the killer at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's also language that President Trump used in a campaign ad before the yeah, Just listen to this guy go on and on. How he relishes this. These two mass murderers, one killing Jews, the other killing Muslims, said they don't like Trump. Let's say they had said they like Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders or Nancy Pelosi. Is this the kind of propaganda we would be getting? Is this what we heard from that maniac who shot Steve Scalise and others two years ago in Alexandria, Virginia on a baseball field? Is this the kind of media coverage that we got back then? Of course not. Going on and on and on about Bernie Sanders propaganda? No. Is this the same media that has protected Antifa time and time and time again? Yes, it is. Go ahead. Means something to white supremacists around the world. Why? So I think, again, to make the connection of a president saying, I'm concerned, for instance, with illegal immigration. He says invaders. Hold on. But to say that, and then to go to a guy that's... Well, let's say he says invaders. Since when is that a triggering word for somebody to go out and murder 49 people? I mean, the insanity here. Absolute insanity here. Go ahead. 50 people. He may make a connection and say, President Trump's my idol. That doesn't put it on President Trump. I don't know what a sick man that would decide to kill 49 people innocently was thinking. I don't want to have any idea, frankly, what was in his mind. But what I know is this. It cannot be connected. We cannot sit here and say, what is it that President Trump is doing that's somehow triggering these people? This is an evil man that made a decision to murder 49 people, and that is on him and, frankly, the evil in his heart. When, uh, when the Japanese attacked us on Pearl Harbor, was that because of Franklin Roosevelt and his language? I'm just curious. When we were hit on 9-11, was that because of George W. Bush and his language? I mean, the insanity of all this. Try as they might. Try as they might. The insanity is unbelievable. And this didn't even happen in the United States. And the mass murder wasn't even an American. But you see, uh, they they heard Trump. They heard his language. They're projecting. They want it to be so. That's how insane this is. They wish it were so that this guy was, well, you know, uh, traveling around with a brochure, Trump for 2020. That's what they want. And they bring in a conga line of haters, of the insane who go on and on and on 
Do these people sound like they care about the 49 souls who were slaughtered in New Zealand? In two different mosques? Do these care spokesmen sound like that? No, they don't. Do these reporters sound like it? No, they almost sound giddy. And to bring in somebody from Al Jazeera, to mainstream Al Jazeera, while you're trashing Fox News left and right, this is how low they have sunk. This is how low they have sunk. These are the same media institutions that tried to destroy Kavanaugh. They were more than happy to repeat the lowest form of lies you can ever turn on a human being. That he was involved in gang rape. That he raped a woman on a boat. When they knew it couldn't be true. He's a man of faith. 15 years as a circuit court judge. And now they're off to the races again. And what exactly has the President of the United States done or said to deserve this? Nothing. Nothing. He said nothing at Charlottesville that supported the KKK or the neo-Nazis. As a matter of fact, he said time and time again, then, in that comment to the press, before and after. And let's say he had this mindset as a white supremacist, the Klan and the neo-Nazis. Why would he say what he said today about the slaughter of Muslims? Why would he have tried to intervene twice at the gassing of Muslims in Syria? Why would he do that if he didn't care? Unbelievable. I know I'm supposed to go on to... uh, Beto O'Rourke. I'll get to him. Don't worry. I'm not your typical host. I don't leave with that crap. I'll get to him. We'll have fun. Don't worry. I promise. I'm not racing through the websites, racing through the news. We'll take our time and deal with something that needs to be dealt with. How does a republic survive with such a dishonest and destructive media? How does a republic survive? President of the United States brags about what he's done for the economy to reduce unemployment among blacks and Latinos. He brags about investments that he's made in inner city communities. He brags about prison reform, which has been supported by the NAACP and other minority groups, among others, for some time now. Obama talked about it. Trump does it. Does that sound like a neo-Nazi to you? Does that sound like a Klansman to you? And he's anti-Semitic too, don't you know? Not the Democrat Party. No, no, no. Not Omar and AOC and Talib. No, 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 no. Trump eliminates the Iran deal. He recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. He moves the Israeli, uh, the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, and they still call him an anti-Semite. And they still call him an anti-Semite. This is press. This is media. 
These are newsrooms? These are journalists? How so? How so? Why would you book? Why would you book these individuals? Nihad Awad, the Nimrod, National Director of Care. Cut four, Mr. Producer. Cut four. Go. Today, the terrorist has quoted the most powerful person in the world, President Trump. And I would like to address Mr. Trump. Not on this show, pal, because you're, you're a hack for Hamas. Now, surely, the media outlets that ran that press conference are aware of it. Surely, CNN knows that CARE is an offshoot of Hamas. Surely, CNN knows that Mehdi Hassan is a columnist and presenter for Al Jazeera. That's why they invited him. They know Ibrahim Hooper is a mouthpiece for care. They know Wajahad Ali. Where is uh, Zudi Jasser? He's Muslim. He's prominent. He served in the United States Navy. He's an American patriot. Where is he? Why isn't he invited on CNN and MSNBC? For the reasons I just said. He's a pro-American patriot who served in the United States Navy. The president's rhetoric they talk about. They don't even get the irony. The hate, the poison, the vile that is spewed 24-7 by these phony journalists, these phony anchors, these phony hosts, these phony news sites. Day in and day out. They can be Trump one day. They can be Kavanaugh another day. It could be Jim Jordan and other. It doesn't matter. There's something horribly wrong with this industry. The media industrial complex. There's something horribly wrong with it. You and I who revere the Constitution, including the First Amendment and including freedom of the press, we sit here in shock and disgust. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. We're in the final days to register for that excellent free online course on Congress that I've been telling you about. Hillsdale College offers you the very best history, civics, and government courses you will ever find. 
and literature and economics, too. And they are all free. Why? Because Hillsdale's mission is to help any American who wants to learn how to be a better citizen. Now, why does Hillsdale care about that? Because an educated citizenry is the key to keeping America free. It's that simple. Register now at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Given that there are so many in Congress pushing socialist policies, it's more important than ever to do your part to advance freedom. The so-called progressives might control Congress, but it's still up to us to control them. Hillsdale's on a mission to restore liberty in our great country. So do our part, do your part. Register now to learn how Congress is supposed to work. And watch the course anytime. Take it with your book club, your church club, or in any weekly family night. Teach your kids about freedom. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Now, you hear me talk about Hillsdale all the time. They've been a sponsor of this program for years. They are our main sponsor on our podcast. There's a reason for this. They are a beacon of liberty. They are a beacon of liberty. The vast majority of educational institutions in this country are beacons for tyranny. I really want you to check out their website, okay? LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, Mr. Producer, let me have it. Who shall I speak to? Actually, my screen just came up. John in New York City, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. I want to say I'm a big fan from the early days on WABC. Thank you. And I love what you do, everything you represent. Um, you, what I wanted to ask was, do you think the media's ability to influence the public has been diminished? And if so, to what degree? I, I really think they have been. I don't think we know yet. This 2020 election is going to tell us a lot. The media have invested the equivalent of hundreds of billions of dollars in free airtime against this president. There have been studies that show that the main media outlets, print and broadcast, have been negative about the president over 80% of the time, some of them 90%, like CNN and NBC. It is, it is a constant refrain. They don't talk about the president, not just in a positive light, but in any kind of even-handed way. And you have these hosts. Let me ask you, is Chris Cuomo a journalist or a commentator? Is Don Lemon a journalist or a commentator? Is Jake Tapper a journalist or a commentator? Is Camarada, the woman host, uh, the morning host, is she a, uh, a commentator or a journalist? I can go on and on and on. You don't know. You can't tell. Except they are full of themselves and they are spewing their opinions left and right. And this is a problem, particularly for low IQ stupid people. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have great calls. 
on a full board about what we just discussed. I want to hit a few more issues, and we'll get to the caller. President of the United States today vetoed the Nancy Pelosi resolution, which 12 Republicans, the dirty dozen as I've called them, voted for. And they've concocted arguments about separation of powers and so forth, which would be true had the president conducted himself in a way contrary to the way he conducted himself. And uh, what the president did was correct. And he's tried over and over and over again to work with Congress. And here's what he said today. Cut 17, go. As president, the protection of the nation is my highest duty. Yesterday, Congress passed a dangerous resolution that, if signed into law, would put countless Americans in danger, very grave danger. The Democrat-sponsored resolution would terminate vital border security operations by revoking the national emergency issued last month. It is definitely a national emergency. Rarely have we had such a national emergency. Therefore, to defend the safety and security of all Americans, I will be signing and issuing a formal veto of this reckless resolution, and that's what it was. And I have to, in particular, thank the Republican strong, wonderful people, the Republican senators that were on our side and on the side of border security and on the side of doing what they have to to keep our nation safe. They uh, were very courageous yesterday, and I appreciate that very much. We're going to watch very carefully these 12 senators now and to see if they ever vote on anything, if we can tell, that violates separation of powers, such as funding the bureaucracy, the legislative-creating bureaucracy. We're going to watch... We're going to hold them to a true test of separation of powers. Cut 18, go. Consistent with the law and the legislative process designed by our founders, today I am vetoing this resolution. Congress has the freedom to pass this resolution, and I have the duty to veto it, and I'm very proud to veto it, and I'm very proud, as I said, of a lot of Republican senators that were with me, and I'm also very proud of the House. The Republicans in the House voted overwhelmingly in favor of a secure border. Since 1976, presidents have declared 59 national emergencies. They often involve protecting foreign citizens in far-off lands. Yet Congress has not terminated any of them. Every single one of them is still in existence. And yet we don't worry about our land. We worry about other people's lands. That's why I say America first, if that's okay. America first. Mm -hmm. He's right. And those who voted against him are dead wrong. Attorney General Barr was asked about this as he was... Moving around today, walking around today, I guess, as our friend Wright Scoop points out on his site, as Trump was vetoing the resolution of disapproval from Congress today, Attorney General William Barr made a few short remarks about his national emergency. Well, what did he say? I'll tell you what he said. He said what the president did is constitutional. 
And both MSNBC and CNN refused to air those parts of Barr's remarks. Refused. They actually recorded Barr's remarks, but didn't air those parts of his remarks. This is why they are called propaganda networks. As they point out a right scoop, they continually lie and deceive their viewers instead of presenting them with the truth. Give them the news. The news. They say it's not an emergency and that apprehensions at the border are at a several-year low. Peter Alexander on MSNBC said the latter. We know no, neither of those are true. The New York Times itself just reported a few days ago more than 76,000 migrants crossed the border without authorization in February, more than double the levels from the same period last year and approaching the largest number seen in any February in the last 12 years. But we know to the media and the Democrats, open borders, opioids pouring into the country, illegal aliens pouring into the country, some of whom, some percentage of whom are criminals. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. But the Attorney General believes it's constitutional, too. I believe it's constitutional. Jonathan Turley believes it's constitutional. Many of us who actually study the Constitution for a living believe it's constitutional. Some don't. Fine. But you would think if you remember the United States Senate, you'd stop hyping, stop being so hysterical that this is somehow a violation of separation of powers. It's no damn such thing. Even my friend Mike Lee originally said, I believe it's legal, but I don't like it. So you vote against the president? You believe it's legal, but you don't like it? Well, we have to take a stand somewhere. Well, this is a very odd hill to be fighting on, to me. A very odd hill. A ridiculous hill. All right, now I said I'd take some of your calls, then I want to move on to a few other subjects. Let's see here. Let's go to Ed, Saratoga, New York, XM Satellite. Yes, Ed. Hi, uh, <laughs> Mark. I apologize for only been talking, uh, listening to you for two years because ever since you know what hit the fan, so I apologize. But let me tell you something. <laughs> you don't need to apologize, but thank you. Well, I work for a major cable company, okay, in inbound mm-hmm. sales. And we can't talk really politics, but mm-hmm. you just had, a, just had a caller. Is this working? Is this propaganda machine working? And I remember you telling everybody, don't let them get the house, vote, tell your friends, neighbors. And all of us are are liable for what is is going on because we didn't get enough people out to vote. Mm -hmm. But they believe this. They believe MSNBC. They believe CNN. I can't even begin to tell you because I'll ask, do you need Fox News? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. They believe the Russian thing. I can't even explain how deep they all these people believe across the country. Well, I think you're right. Propaganda works. After a while, the big how? lie works. I mean, you can only you can only preach to the choir so long. We listen to you because we believe. You know how and why and when are we going to be able to? Who who is going to make the break? Where these people something snaps finally. You know what I mean? That's my worry. Well, well, let, let me say this. In, in 2016, it did make a difference. And we do need to turn out our base. And it is important that we reinforce our principles so people aren't completely uh, down in the mouth and so forth. But we can only do what we can do. I work 20 hours at this, whether it's radio, 
whether it is a new platforms on the Internet like digital TV, whether it's my Sunday Fox show, whether it's my books, I am trying desperately in every media platform I can think of to communicate with as many people as I can. Some people serve their country in other forms. This is how I serve my family and serve my country. This is what I believe in. I have no control over the drones. I have no control over people who choose to be propagandized. There's not a lot we can do about it. But there are people out there, a good chunk of people, who may not watch CNN and MSNBC. They may not watch Fox, who are, who are disengaged. And those are the people we need to figure out how to get to. And mostly it's going to be by word of mouth. It's going to be millions and millions of you. We have a massive army, over 60 million who voted for Trump. We have a massive army of patriots who have family members, neighbors, co-workers, you name it, who are not engaged. And to the extent I can provide you with tools, with information, with substance, with resources and so forth, uh, that's important. And this is what I explain in Liberty and Tyranny. Um, we are bigger than we think. We have more influence than we think. We just have to be very, very active about it. Ed, thank you for your call, my friend. Chris. Redondo, California, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead. Well, Mark, it's an honor to talk to you. I enjoyed seeing you at the Reagan uh, Presidential Library, uh, your last book signing. And, and by the way, uh, I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm going to be going back there in the next few months. So uh, I don't know which day yet. I don't know because I just finished my book. But anyway, go right ahead. Wonderful. Congratulations. I'm a psychologist uh, in this uh, hard state of California. Um, and I've been studying for the last year, at least, hatred, this uh, pathological state of hatred that has been absorbed into and held on to by the groupthink, which you mention often. Uh, many people who just don't want to disagree with their social group for fear of rejection, uh, which is an existential fear uh, to these people. Mm-hmm. This uh, hatred is fueled by paranoia. And uh, develops into a state of constant hostility. Mm-hmm. It is truly pathological, and it's uh, and, and 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 they reinforce themselves, don't they? These they're in they're in this cloistered environment, CNN, MSNBC, these newsrooms. They they do not have a diversity of ideology. They're in these cloistered environments, and they reinforce each other. That's absolutely correct. And so you get your group think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Reinforcement, right? No, that's very true. Their reinforcement is very inaccurate because it's just based on their own belief, and it's all one-sided, as we know. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. my fr- yeah, go ahead. So the journalist that you mentioned earlier that lied about President Trump, uh, saying that he said that they're you know white white nationalists, should be held accountable for this blatant lie. But but, wh- but when you have people like Zucker who are not only stupid, but who are ideologues themselves, they encourage this. It starts at the top. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. He's the psycho. The psycho's at the top. All right, my friend, thank you. We'll be right back. Mark in. You know, uh, Jeff Sucker got an award, a First Amendment award. This is the, uh, the creep who runs CNN. I wonder what Mother Zucker thinks of uh, Jeff Sucker. You know, his mother, Mother Zucker. 
Anyway, Jeff Sucker at the Radio TV Digital News Association accepting the 2019 First Amendment Award. Believe this? And listen to this clown. Cut 14, go. We sued the President of the United States because on that day, it was CNN. But on any other day, it could have been any one of you. Wow, what a brave man. What a brave man. They sued the president, who threw Acosta's ass out of the White House. There were still some CNN types covering the White House. He didn't throw CNN out. He threw Acosta out because Acosta was disrupting the presidential press conference. But for CNN and the digital news uh, uh, nerds, Mother Zucker here. May I say that? Am I going to get in trouble for saying that? I didn't curse. All right. Jeff Zucker, he... uh, he stood strong against the President of the United States. Go ahead. This administration has made it abundantly clear that they do not have respect for or tolerance of a free and independent No, place. no, no. You have demonstrated that with your propaganda. You have demonstrated that. This president has done nothing to undermine the First Amendment. He has done nothing to squelch free speech. He has done nothing to squelch freedom of the press. Just because you hire dimwits who burp all over TV doesn't mean you're defending freedom of the press. You're destroying it. Go ahead. They call us the enemy of the people. You are. You are the enemy. Well, then what are you? You're a freedom fighter? You're a constitutionalist? Go ahead. They selectively grant interviews most often to outlets that have assured them that they will follow the script. Quite literally... They put our lives at risk with their words. Nobody's put your lives at risk with their words or actions. Nobody. You are a coward, man. You don't even know the history of the media in this country. You don't know the history of what presidents and administrations have done to the media in this country. You are a coward. Go ahead. Go to the next cut. What is it? 16. Whether you like Donald Trump or you dislike Donald Trump, the one thing that I think we can all agree on... Yeah, what's that? ...is that Donald Trump has made American journalism great again. The other thing we can agree on... No, 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 no. American journalism is at one of its lowest points in American history, certainly in modern history. The great journalists are gone. The great journalists are gone. We're stuck with the, uh, with the flunkies, the lapdogs. Now, he's increased your ratings because he's very compelling. He's very interesting. He's entertaining and he's substantive. We've not had a president like this. That doesn't make it bad. That doesn't make it wrong. And I say to my family, and I've said to you, I've said to friends, what are we going to do after Trump? Are we yearning for the next Jeb Bush? Are we yearning for uh, John Kasich? Boy, they'll be solid and... Go ahead. The media is not the enemy of the people. Some of you are the enemy of the people. Matter of fact, some of you hate the people. That's why over at MSLSD and over at the Constipated News Network, your news network, look in the mirror, Constipated News Network... That's why you call people who support the president, and your hosts do. 
They must be racist, right? I mean, they voted for a racist. They must be neo-Nazis. I mean, after all, he's a neo-Nazi. We've heard you. I don't call somebody like that a friend or a patriot or a newsman or newswoman. You are the enemy when you talk about tens of millions of Americans that way. And when you undermine the First Amendment. And when you undermine freedom of the press. And when you, and when you attack a 16-year-old kid who's wearing a MAGA hat, who didn't do a damn thing wrong, and you smear him and trash him for the rest of his life. Or you attack an upstanding jurist who sat on the circuit court in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, a man of deep faith, a volunteer who helps hungry people on the weekends, and you turn him into a serial gang-raping maniac. That's the enemy of the people. Or in the case of the New York Times, when you censor the Holocaust. That's the enemy of the people. Shall I go on? Go ahead. CNN, our core mission is to tell the truth. No, it isn't. It isn't to tell the truth, and you're lying right now. Ryan Stelter does not tell the truth. He's a babbling buffoon. Don Lemon does not tell the truth. He's a moron. Chris Cuomo does not tell the truth. And Chris, you can't get your teeth any whiter than they are. What are you, bleaching them now? What, what are you doing? Putting your face in a washing machine? I don't understand it. Whole conga line of liars over there at CNN. This is CNN. I'll tell you something. Believe it or not, I have more respect for MSLSD, and I can't stand them. Because at least they're out of the closet as Marxists. Radicals. Insane. CNN pretends to be a news operation. There's no news coming out of CNN. Just methane. That mother zucker, I'll tell you. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. The only constitutional lawyer you can see today for free. No appointment necessary. Just call him at 877-381-3811. You got it. You got it, baby. If you owe the IRS back taxes, you're no stranger to anxiety, and it's justified. Because the IRS can take your paycheck, bank accounts, and even your home or business. Here's your lifeline. Optima Tax Relief. Optima knows that tax problems can affect anyone. Contractors, truckers, small business owners, teachers, you name it. 
And Optima knows that behind every tax problem are families with paychecks, savings, and homes that need to be protected. But Optima can't help you if you don't call them. Imagine no more demand letters, no more threatening calls, no agents showing up at your home or office. Now take a deep breath and relax because Optima's got your back. Optima has resolved over a billion in tax debt for their clients. They're experts in IRS Fresh Start Initiative, and they're the folks I trust to end your IRS nightmare. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free, confidential consultation. Free, confidential consultation. Call 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. All right, okay. Beto O'Rourke, a.k.a. Robert Francis O'Dork. This guy, if he were Republican, would be written off as a joke, as a nerd, as a goofball. And yet the media are pushing him. They love the fact that he has a a DUI in his past, so they think he's Ted Kennedy. He was a hacker. Do you know he was a hacker? Oh, yeah. He's committed more offenses than most of the people who Robert Mueller has charged. But that's okay. Now, I hear some of my colleagues in talk radio say he's an empty suit. He doesn't say what he stands for. They're wrong. He's a radical. And he does say what he stands for. He's for every radical kook idea that's been thrown up lately by all the other radical kooks. And Beto O'Dork, if you will, and I will, he says, according to Politico, and you always trust Politico, uh, that capitalism is racist. Excuse me? I consider myself a capitalist, and he said capitalism is necessary to meet myriad historic challenges facing the country. It won't be government intervention or policy alone that makes it possible. However, O'Rourke added at a coffee shop here, that is in Iowa, having said that it's clearly an imperfect, unfair, unjust, and racist capitalist economy. How can capitalism be racist? How can capitalism be racist? Let me try this again on O'Dork, who sounds like a complete idiot. Hence, the media love him. All right, here's a couple. Here's an example. I've kind of used this before, I think. You go into a diner, right? I'll have two eggs and uh, some crispy bacon and hash browns. I like a glass of orange juice and some coffee. All right, you got your protein. You got everything going on there. Okay, where do the eggs come from? Do you care? I don't care, as long as they're fresh. How about the bacon? Great, as long as it's not rancid. The coffee, I could care less, as long as it tastes good and it's hot. How about the orange juice? California, Florida, I don't care where it comes from. Well, tell me, do you care who owns the farm and the chickens who lay the eggs? No, I don't. Do you care who owns the orange groves? No, no, I really don't. Do you care who raises the pigs? Nope. Who grows the coffee? Nope. How about the people who transport it into the restaurant? Do you know who they are? I don't know any of them. Tell me, are they black? I don't have any idea. Are they white? I don't know. 
Latino? Who cares? Mixed? I don't know. Muslim, Jewish, atheist, Buddhist? I don't know. I don't care. Give me my damn breakfast. I'm going to pay you for it. Capitalism is the least racist economic system on the face of the earth. Anybody can participate. All the barriers based on race are gone. Capitalism truly is blind. Not true with centralized government, which is obsessed with race, genitalia, what you do with your genitalia, if you remove it, if you add it, whatever. Capitalism, you want a product, you want a service, or you want to make money. Or you want to make money. It's this magnificent system. Nobody created it. It just happened. It's called commerce. It's called trade. It just is. And then there are people who want to control it. How is capitalism racist? And it's interesting to me, Beto O'Dork is the son of a judge. He grew up in a wealthy family. And he's very wealthy, as is his wife, because their they're, they're ancestors were rich. They participated in capitalism. And this is how poor people become less poor. This is how the middle class becomes less middle class. This is how you move up economically. This is what you should teach your kids. You're free. Now go make something of yourself. Well, this one, uh, go make something of yourself. Do the best you can. Of course there's going to be racists out there. Of course you're going to have obstacles. Of course there's going to be this. Go make yourself into something. Do something. Don't wait for phony politicians to do something for you. Because they don't really care about you. They don't know you. You're just a number. You're just a face. You're just a group. That's all. They have an ideology. They want power. So how is capitalism racist? Now I can show you racist socialist systems all over the world. All over the world. Look at China. Look at China, CNN and MSNBC and all you hacks. Look what they're doing to Muslims. They have internment, education centers. There's a million Muslims in their education centers where they torture them. Nobody talks about that. Look at the Sudan where the black Muslims slaughter black Christians. Slaughter them. Nobody talks about that. Nobody. Look at the Middle East, where Muslims slaughter Muslims. Afghanistan, where Muslims slaughter Muslims. We have such a great country. Such a great economic system. That's why, despite all of our phony media, despite Jeff Zucker and his mother, you know, the mother Zucker, despite all the the attacks on our system, on the nation's integrity, 
on our core principles. The fact is, people are begging to come into our country from all over the third world, from all over Europe, from all over Asia. They're trying desperately to come into the United States. Not because of socialism, because of capitalism. Not because we're racist, but because we believe in freedom. That's why they're trying to come here. The Democrats, these Democrats anyway, they don't understand America. They don't understand the American people. Here's a great truth. You know what? People of different races get along pretty damn well in America, especially when you compare it to the rest of the world. It's true. Humankind has never, ever seen a place like America. Never. It's never seen a place like America. People of all colors, of all religions or no religion, of all backgrounds, of all physical characteristics you can think of, Pretty damn well getting along in this country. It's imperfect. There's no, no perfect system. You know, this isn't, uh, this isn't uh, some uh, test tube experiment. These are human beings. There's always an a-hole in the crowd. There's always an a-hole. We, we know that, but that's not, the, that's not my point. The point is the crowd is not filled with a-holes. There may be one, five, ten, twenty in the crowd. Look at a stadium. Look at the stadium. There's always going to be some, some schmuck out there. But the, but, the, but the stadium's not filled with schmucks. The baseball field, the basketball court, the hockey arena, it's a good people, including the athletes. America is a wondrous place. It is a wondrous place. And yet we have people who are quite diabolical, who are trying to take advantage of our liberty in order to destroy it and to control it. And they're very good at it because they do it in the name of the people with free stuff. And Beto O'Dork is one of them. He supports all these radical positions. All these radical positions, even though he talks in platitudes, eventually you can get him, you know, get him focused. Why do we want to give so much power to the government, ladies and gentlemen? Why do we want to surrender our unique liberty to the government? Why do we want to destroy the greatest economic system on the face of the earth and replace it with what? With what? Bureaucrats? Politicians? Red tape? Taxes? I talked about this before. I look at these athletes. They're making enormous sums of money. I'm all for it. Make as much as you can. What do I care? Whatever the market can bear. But how come Bernie Sanders and O'Dork and all the rest of them don't attack athletes for the kind of money they make, but they'll attack corporate executives? Why is that? Why is that? Think about it. You got this Harper, 13-year deal with the Phillies, $330 million, I think it is. And by the way, Harper, as a Philadelphian, let me tell you a little secret. Those are Philly fans. 
They're not national fans. You're in for a surprise. You might hit 40 home runs, but if you strike out a lot, you're going to be booed and booed and booed. You better have thick skin. I'm just saying. That was your choice. And that's okay by me. I'm a Philly fan. That's what I do. I'm a fan of a lot of teams, actually. There's a lot of teams all over the country that I like. But that's neither here nor there. How come they don't attack a deal like that? I thought we support absolute equality. I thought we we believe there ought to be a, a, a lessening of the gap between the rich and the poor. Look at athletics. That's really based on merit. It's based on merit. Let me tell you, look at the National Football League. I could be wrong. I'm guessing about 80% of the National Football League is African-American. Why? Because of quotas? No. Because of merit. Merit. Basketball, same thing. Merit. Look at all the Latinos in baseball. Merit. And they get paid a lot of money. Great. It's the way it's supposed to be. But why is that industry... The sports industry, why is that in a bubble? Why is that immune from socialism? But all other industries, not so. Why is that? Have you ever thought about that? Some executive for some company is making $30 million. But what the hell? $30 million? Got basketball players making $45 million. Well, you know, whatever the market can bear. Well, isn't that the point? Of course it's the point. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, folks, LegalZoom is a really fabulous service. It's a fabulous service. According to the Associated Depressed, Small businesses have an optimistic outlook for 2019. And with March being National Small Business Month at LegalZoom, it's the perfect time to stop putting off your business needs. Have you or anyone you know used LegalZoom for their businesses? Now, if you're thinking of starting a business or if you run a business, it's time to place a bet on you. And LegalZoom can help you. During Small Business Month, LegalZoom is celebrating entrepreneurs like you. By offering 15% off their fee for incorporating, forming an LLC, nonprofit, and much more. And if you're not sure which type of business you need, they have tons of education and online tools to help you find the one that fits. Plus, you can save money getting legal advice that will help you run your business or start your business. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, but they have a network of top independent attorneys. You can review your contracts, help the, with, with employment laws, lease agreements, and more. And you don't have these confiscatory hourly rates. Place a bet on yourself and your business right now. I'm serious. LegalZoom is new and improved, and it is exactly what you need. LegalZoom.com. Go there during National Small Business Month. But don't forget, you got to use the code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to save 15% of LLCs, corporations, and more. That's LegalZoom.com, code LEVIN. LegalZoom.com, code LEVIN. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Mr. Producer, give it your best shot. Who do you recommend? Mike in Georgia, Sirius Satellite, go! 
No, Mike, I've got a, I mean, Mark, I've got a couple of questions for you. The first one pertains to this. Does the FCC not have enforceable regulations regarding truth in reporting that are enforceable by the fines? Okay. And second question is this. How is the oath of office... And by the way, I wouldn't want them to. I mean, can you imagine, depending on the administration... The federal government sending agents into newsrooms or into a talk radio studios. And you know what? Uh, we've been monitoring you, and you're not telling the truth. So that doesn't work. Then, how, then my question would be, how do we avoid the situation we're in? We're in you stop be- watching these stations. You stop listening to these shows. You, uh, you, don't, uh, you, you, you don't use their, uh, their commercial advertising. I'm not talking about boycotts. You just don't do it. Um, and you demand, uh, you contact executives and others, and you demand that they report the news. And you, you, you can tell them, we know you're imperfect, but you can do a lot better than day-in and day-out propaganda. Well, that's my point. It, apparently there is no regulation regarding that, Then There's never going to be regulation like that. Read your First Amendment. Now, my second question. Now, 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 that said, you know, some of us are creating alternative forms of uh, media platforms, and you might want to consider, you know, uh, using them, uh, whether it's us on uh, Levin TV and the Blaze Network, whether it's others. People are really putting their money where their mouth is and trying to provide alternative sources of information and discussion and communication. Well, I see that it's a slippery slope once you head in that direction of trying to make sure everything's truthful. But my second question pertains to enforcement of the oath of office that these judges and federal politicians, uh, you know, when they take an oath to uphold the Constitution and the laws of our country. Yeah, you know what? Most of it's BS because you can't really enforce it, can you? Have you ever seen a judge impeach for violating his oath of office? These no. uh, these Obama activist judges, they violate their oath all the time. Sorry, sir, got to run. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have our special liberal line. Please don't forget, 
877-381-3811. And don't forget, Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, and all times in between and around. Seriously, life, liberty, and living. We have a great interview with Bill Bennett. Bill Bennett is very cerebral. He's very thoughtful. He's kind of the, one of the wise men of the Reagan administration. And we cover a lot of ground. And you're going to really enjoy it, I'm sure. What else are you going to do 10 p.m. on the East Coast uh, Sunday night? Seriously, what are you going to do? Watch endless reruns on, uh, on uh, one of the cable channels? Come on. Join us. You don't want to watch this stuff. I won't do it, promise I got plenty to do, but I think this is a very, very important program. It's a full hour, one-on-one or one-on-two. And we invite Aach, Alexandra Ocasio-Castle, whatever. We invite her to come on the program. Bernie Bernie Sanders hit his head on the shower. Did you see this? On the edge of the shower, he had seven stitches. That's not like an accident. Do you really have to slam your head? Are you banging your head against the, What are you doing exactly? And what is it with Democrats in their showers? Remember Harry Reid had a black eye because of his shower, Mr. Producer? How do you get a black eye from a shower? I can see you get a cut on your face, on your head, on your back, whatever. A black eye? What is it with Democrats? They don't know how to shower? We know they don't have to drive, know how to drive. We, we know Kennedy and Chappaquiddick. Anyway, he's got the seven stitches in his head there. Maybe he lost a little bit of his Marxism, although I don't think so. We'll get back to him in a minute. But uh, we want to get back to Beto O'Dork. And he was in Iowa yesterday saying all kinds of brilliant things. Capitalism is racist. What else? Listen to this one. Oh, and by, so all those hosts, you know, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. You got to actually listen, cut through the platitudes, and then you can tell what he's saying. Cut 13, go. What if there were five justices selected by Democrats, five justices selected by Republicans, and those 10 then pick five more justices independent of those who chose the first 10? I think that's an idea that we should explore. It's another idea of having term limits on those justices so there's a more regular rotation through there. We're a country of 320 million people. There's got to be the time. All right, slow down, slow down. First of all, he stole my idea. Term limits for Supreme Court justices. But the idea that five and five and the ten pick the five, that's really stealing that. That's almost how the Israeli Supreme Court is handled, which I reject. And how does he plan to do this? He wants a constitutional amendment. What is he going to do? That's not the way. We don't need 15 justices on the Supreme Court split by political party. We need people who actually will have fidelity to the Constitution and the court. That's what we need. So basically he wants to pack the court. That's not a new idea. 14, 15 justices. and so That's FDR's idea. In part. But back then the Democrat Party really was a much more moderate party. And the Democrat Party blocked FDR's effort to pack the court. Today they'd be excited, they'd be clapping seals, oh yeah, yeah, anything for power. But back then, no. His own party rebuked them. Just how many more harebrained ideas are they going to come up with? 
I think we're, we're going to hear a lot. And I think the more extreme they get, the better Trump has uh, at winning a re-election, quite frankly. Because maybe the Democrat base is nuts, but the vast majority of the American people are not. Now back to Bernie. It's like ping pong among Marxists here. Not the stitches in his head, but Bernie Sanders. There was a time, ladies and gentlemen, when Bernie Sanders supported nationalizing virtually every industry. Did you know this? And shockingly, CNN did a story on this. Because they support Beto O'Dork. They want to try and take out Bernie Sanders, the old man, the old red of the left. The old reds who now dress themselves up as greens with the Green New Deal. Bernie Sanders used to favor nationalizing industries. And let me tell you something. He still does. He's the most dishonest candidate of the whole bunch. Bernie, please, come on my Fox show. Come on my radio show. Come on my digital. Any, anything you want. Have we reached out to him lately, Mr. Producer? Let's reach out. And they don't even answer us, do they? They don't even respond. Much like uh, Tom Cotton's office. Very strange. Oh, they get back, they just say no every time. Very strange. I'm surprised because I've been a big fan of his for a long time. It's okay. Somehow we'll survive. Politicians come and go. I never come and go. I'm here. So Bernie Sanders was pushing uh, government run this, government run that. And of course he got 45% of the Democrat vote last round in the Democrat primary. Pretty scary stuff. But I need to move on. It's Friday and we're going to run out of time here. John McCain. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about John McCain. This is from Fox News. Adam Shaw. Newly unsealed court filings show the office of the late Senator John McCain shared with the FBI and a host of media outlets. The FBI and a bunch of media outlets. The unverified Dossier, you remember Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for this? The unverified dossier that alleged the Russians had compromising information on now President Trump. You want to know why Trump hates McCain? This is why. McCain had denied being the source for BuzzFeed after it published the dossier, which was funded by the Democrat National Committee and Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign, But he had acknowledged giving it to the FBI in a newly unsealed declaration from September. Former senior counterintelligence FBI agent Bill Prestop confirmed that the FBI received a copy of the first 33 pages of the dossier in December 2016 from McCain. In another filing, David Kramer, a former State Department official and McCain associate, said in a December 13, 2017 deposition that the dossier was given to him by author and former British spy Christopher Steele, which he then provided to more than a dozen journalists and outlets, including CNN, BuzzFeed, The Washington Compost. The details were first reported by The Daily Caller. Now, who is this guy? David Kramer. It's a former McCain associate who had been working at the State Department. McCain had to know this. The report was also shared with State Department official Victoria Newland, 
Obama National Security Council official Celeste Wallander and Representative Adam Kinzinger. We just heard from him. And the filings were unsealed as part of an ongoing libel case against BuzzFeed by a Russian businessman. In his deposition, Kramer, remember this is the former McCain associate, Kramer said that McCain gave a copy of the dossier to then-FBI Director James Comey on December 9th. Kramer told investigators it was the sense from Fusion GPS founder Glenn Simpson that having Senator McCain provided to the FBI would give it a little more oomph than it had had up until that point. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, McCain was more than happy to assist. I think they felt a senior Republican was better to be the recipient of this rather than a Democrat. Because if it were a Democrat, I think that the view was that it would have been dismissed as a political attack. We now know that wasn't the case, but still McCain played his role. Kramer also described how BuzzFeed news reporter Ken Basinger came to get a hold of the dossier before the outlet became the first to publish it in its entirety. He said that he showed Benzinger the dossier in December at the McCain Institute. The McCain Institute? But did not allow him to take pictures of it. But Kramer said he left Benzinger alone to read the memos, and in that time, Benzinger took photos of the dossier. Kramer said he panicked when he saw that BuzzFeed News had published the document. It's entirely online on January 10. Immediately sought to have it taken down. He said, I called Mr. Benzinger at BuzzFeed. My first words out of my mouth are, you're going to get people killed The FBI extensively relied on the dossier and its warrant applications to the FISA court in seeking to surveil Trump aide Carter Page, and we know the rest. So McCain did, in fact, have a hand in helping to spread this. McCain's confidant pushed it with the media. And this is what's meant by the rhinos who've never liked Donald Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the 29-year-old know-nothing nitwit, may I say that with all due respect, who squeezed out a primary victory, the media found her to be so compelling they still promote her. Well, you're sick and tired of her. As Philip Klein, he looked at this at Gallup poll, as did I, and he writes in the uh, Washington Examiner, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's social media stardom has catapulted her to a place of national name recognition and influence that is unheard of for a freshman member of Congress. Yet as Americans get to know her, she's only growing more unpopular. And she's now actually as unpopular, he writes, as Senator Ted Cruz was as a young freshman when he was leading the 2013 effort to defund Obamacare that resulted in a government shutdown. A newly re- I don't know why he brings that up, but that's fine. A newly released Gallup poll found that just 29% of Americans say they've never heard of her. That's unheard of for somebody who was only recently elected to the House. No, because she's pushed by the media. By way of comparison, that means her name recognition is higher than Chief Justice John Roberts, who 30% never heard of as well as prominent senators who are running for president, such as Senators Cory Booker, 33% never heard of him, 
Kirsten Gillibrand, 41% never heard of her. Amy Klobuchar, 45% never heard of her. And 83% can't pronounce her name. A problem for Ocasio-Cortez is that as people get to see more of her, her views become more negative. Last September, after upset victory in the primary, 24% of those polled had a favorable view of her, compared to 26% who had an unfavorable view. Her notoriety has increased significantly since then, but while 31% now view her favorably, 41% do not. That means a net, on net, views of her are negative by 10 points, and that is a 15-point spread. So I guess they ought to keep pushing her out there. Yes, so uh, she's very unpopular. Well, that's why we need to hear more of her. That's why the media need to keep promoting her. Same with Beto O'Dork. By the way, you know what's interesting, Mr. Producer? My 10 p.m. show on Sunday. I don't even know what's up against me on CNN and MSNBC. Do you? No, nobody watches it. We beat those networks combined week after week after week after week. I'm the cat, and they're like the uh, ball of yarn. It's incredible. It's thanks to you folks, of course. Let's take some calls here. Let's see here. I'm in the mood. Gail, Port Huron, Oregon, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hello, Mark. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to... Very well for a white male and a male-privileged male, I might say. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, I just want to let you know, um, I was, you know, after this attack that happened, the, I immediately thought they would blame Trump. I knew it was going to happen. And, you know, um, after 9-11 attacks, we were immediately told, don't blame, you know, never to blame, you know, Muslims. Muslims. After right. every subsequent attack the same line, don't blame Muslims, you know, it's mm. not their fault. And, of course, we don't. No. And, you know, in a, immediately... You should blame Trump, that's okay. Everybody should blame Trump. Right. And, and, and as soon as this happened, I knew it's another country, but, you know, the story's going to be, they're going to blame Trump. And, you know, because it's a white male... It, and as soon as it happened, it, it immediately they knew it was a white male that was blasted out, you know. And, well, and look, you're going to identify the guy. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, I have a big problem with trying to, uh, to hook the president into this. This narrative on CNN and MSNBC and the rest of the media is really quite unconscionable. It's evil. It's diabolical. All right, Gail, thank you for your call, my friend. Anthony! Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Uh, just to let you know, I'm a retired NYPD police officer. God bless you, sir. And thanks. And uh, it's a disgrace how the president is being attacked by all angles and how uh, government agencies like the DOJ, FBI, are weaponized in order to go after this man. Mm-hmm. He was elected by the U- United States citizens for America. He's doing what we want him to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to get off that real quick, I come from the AOC uh, Congressional District. Oh, That's AOC the- is your congressperson. Right. Sorry? AOC, we like to call her. AOC. She's your okay. congress. And by the way, 
effort. In order we can't to use man. We can't use woman. We can't use person. She's your Congress it. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the district of Geraldine Ferraro, who I met many times. Really? Uh, was a very honorable person and a good congresswoman. I know she was a Democrat, but listen, Mark, I was a Democrat. I'm Republican. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, like myself... Are, are going back to, to going I, I grew up around uh, cops. I grew up around blue-collar Democrats. I, I know what you're talking about. But, uh, but she's like, no blue-collar Democrat. She's not a Democrat like that. She's a hardcore radical Marxist, and it's quite different. She's uh, quite incompetent, but we have to get her out of there. Um, well, good luck with that. in that district. Um, I moved out when I got married, but... Um, well, if you can't get her out of there, you better get them out of there. <laughs> I wish I could, but they're elderly. They're not going anywhere. Do you like to watch CNN? Pardon? Do you ever watch CNN? Very rarely these days. Yeah, me um, too. You can't help it at airports. You know, you know they, they have a monopoly on airports. Uh, exactly. I used to work in an airport, too. Yes. Uh, for DHS, but uh, I stopped watching NBC in 1995 because mm-hmm. I'd be at a crime scene and i come home and watch the 6 o'clock news and it was totally distorted for mm-hmm. political reasons. Uh, so fake news has been around a long time. Well, you must hate your country. You must hate the Constitution. You must hate everything because uh, you're dare to criticize the so-called news, my friend. All right, Anthony, tongue-in-cheek, of course. You take care. Thank you for your service, my friend. We'll be right back. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Now, here's something interesting. Studies show... That security systems deter burglars. That's a fact. But here's the problem. There's a burglary every eight seconds in America because burglars just find houses that aren't protected. Is your house protected? Is it protected with the best? That's why securing your home is a true necessity. So let me recommend this brilliant security system made by my friends at Simply Safe. I've talked about it many times. Now's the time to pull the trigger. Simply Safe believes fear has no place in a place like home. So they made their system ridiculously smart. Simply Safe sensors will protect every point of access to your home. Every point. If a burglar even tries to break in, an ear-shattering siren will then let, let them know the police are already on the way. Best of all, Simply Safe's 24-7 monitoring. Just $14.99 a month. And they'll never, never lock you into a long-term contract. More than 3 million people already know it feels good to fear less with Simply Safe. So go with the only home security I trust. Get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. There it is again. This is important. Free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee today at simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com for home security I trust. Yeah, well, let me put it off. Don't put it off. Protect your home, protect your family. That's your first duty. SimplySafeMark.com. That's the best right there. You know, I've got more news here. I don't want to do more news. I want to speak to you. And that's, I think, very, very important to speak to the audience. I can't, you know, I can do a three-hour filibuster here. Just race through websites. and do, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it on this program. Any monkey can do that. 
Well, we take our time. We take callers. We get deep into issues. That's just what we do. We've changed talk radio in many, many ways here. Here we go. Stephen, El Paso, Texas, the great KTSM. Go. Thanks, Mark. I just got a quick point. You know, the media portrays Trump as a white supremacist, and they want to make him seem like one. So if this guy was inspired, it's more the media's portrayal of him rather than what he ever said or his policies. So they have more to blame, if anyone, than the president. Yeah, well, you're right. Certainly if you use their, uh, their standard. Let me ask you a question. It's rhetorical in nature, really. If Trump were a, right, a, a white supremacist who opposed immigration, why would he marry an immigrant? Well, I myself am married to an immigrant. She came here legally. And, exactly. And, uh, you know, she's not racist. Here, here, here's a president. Illegal immigration. Here's a president who's married to an immigrant. He's got a daughter who converted to Orthodox Judaism. Married an Orthodox Jew. He's got grandchildren who are Orthodox Jews. You haven't seen this in any other presidency. And they just trash him as some kind of anti-immigrant, anti-Semite racist. It's just amazing to me. This president has hired more minorities than CNN combined. CNN is under attack because it doesn't have a single black person in a top executive position. That wasn't the case with Trump and Trump world. He hired minorities in all of his business endeavors. And he hired more than CNN. And he hired more than MSNBC. And he hired more than the New York Times. And he hired more than the Washington Post. That's his record. That's his record. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call, Stephen. El Paso. That is Beto O'Dork's territory. Or was. Rick. Charlestown, West Virginia, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, uh, Mark, it's good to talk to you again. You got it. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. I met you at the uh, rally uh, against the deal. Uh, and, uh, oh, I was several there. years ago. Uh, against sir? the Iran deal. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, anyway, um, you know, because of you, I, got, I was inspired to write a column, which is uh, actually being posted. It's posted on the, on the uh whiskey patriot uh website and uh, it's read for quite a lot of people and uh including into the white house and it's an insight into what uh appalachia uh and when i would say appalachia the region from you know basically from pennsylvania down into georgia because i travel those areas quite a bit and i get a lot of insight into the you know the, the topics of the day and you inspired me to do this uh and uh, for our conversation that we had uh, before that uh, that day, because John Vault had introduced me to you, and um, we, uh, uh, you know, I, so I came back and I started doing writing this column, mm-hmm. and uh, I've done several stories, but this one that I just recently did was based upon the political theory of somewheres versus anywheres. Are you familiar with that political theory? No. <laughs> well, somewheres is basically. But I need to hear it in thirty seconds. Oh, okay, sir. I'm sorry. I'll go real fast. Uh, it, 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 it boils down to capitalism, socialism, uh, to right, left, Democrat, Republican, haves and have-nots versus people that are uh, indigenous to a, a, an area that can't move. To, uh, other people who, who are not indigenous who can move have the wealth and the, uh, to move anywhere. And so that's how they see the world. And But most people in Appalachia are people what we refer to as somewheres. 
And uh, so when they were looking at these particular, these uh, news articles, I mean, these news issues that are going through here, I, what I've noticed is a lot of moderate Democrats and independents are moving away and coming into the Republican sphere or the conservative sphere because of this hard left, the socialism that, I, you know, that they're seeing. It's being- All right, I'm going to have to go. I apologize. I've, I've, I've tried to I, I get a sense of what you're saying. I don't know exactly what you're saying, but we've been at it four and a half minutes. No offense, but I've got a lot of people lined up here. But I appreciate your call. Let's keep going. Lisa, Los Angeles, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Hello, Mark. Yes. Um, I think that, that all of our problems boil down to the educational indoctrination that everyone's receiving, whether it's at universities, elementary schools, high schools, the media. Um, our son went to Yale, and he played basketball there, ironically. With hey, what? The I'm not, uh, he, your son went to Yale and what? He played basketball. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was a, he's a, was a conservative, raised in a conservative religious home, and now he doesn't believe in God, and he's not conservative. I think these universities are terrible. I don't care what kind of reputation they have. I don't care anything. I think they're doing a huge disservice, and I think it's a great evil in our society, and that that's where it's stemming from. That's why we end up with people like AOC. And my congressman, who's Adam Schiff, which is just a disaster. Yeah, I'll say. Well, I don't disagree with you. I think that's certainly a major component here. And uh, once again, the, the progressives have devoured our educational system. I've written about that in Rediscovering Americanism. I've talked about it on the air here. John Dewey said it's not enough to know the three R's. It's not enough to mechanically learn English and arithmetic and science and so forth. There has to be a social component to it, social activism, behavioral sciences, political sciences. This is where this all comes from. In other words, how do you manipulate and organize human beings? How do you, how do you change their nature? How do you, uh, how do you uh, uh, control a society for the betterment of the, uh, of the, of the, uh, be- of the bigger good? Uh, and all these, these uh, grand delusions. And that's what's going on. And this has been going on for 100 years, and now they're totally out of the closet. Uh, and they get tenure. They're, they're protected. They have unions, public sector unions. Uh, and uh, and you can't remove them from f- professorships. And I wrote in Plunder and Deceit how incestuous it is, how faculty hire faculty, how a, a huge percentage of them come out of the same Ivy League schools and are recommended by deans in these Ivy League schools. I mean, it is it is something that really needs to be examined, uh, and but it won't be. You know, we're too busy trying to find out about all of Donald Trump's businesses and this is part of the problem. When you have a media like we have, when you have a Democrat party like we have, they protect this corruption. They protect these people. Why do you think Bernie Sanders wants free college for all? Because he wants people truly educated? No, he wants them indoctrinated. That's why. I'm very sorry about this, Lisa. Let me ask you something. Is your son, is son still open to reading things? I don't know. I'll check with him. He and I have agreement right now that we don't discuss politics. All right, so you don't have to discuss it. Just tell him. Mr. Don't hang up, Mr. Producer. Send Lisa a copy of Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism and tell him I'm sending it to him because I want him to read it. He can use it. To, he can use it to, as Kindle one day or to, as, as a door, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, at least for now, tell him to read it, okay? May, thank you. May I tell you one thing I told him, and maybe this will help other parents. So this is the question I asked him. I said, you know, how does what you've known and felt all your life 
from people who love you, how does that trump what strangers tell you, either what you read uh, in class, what you read on the Internet, what a professor tells you? How does that trump the rest of your life? And I think that, that more young people have got, have got to come to this reckoning. I so appreciate I know, but he hasn't. That's the problem. And and you got to work and take take him on intellectually too. So so have him read this book. See what he says. Don't hang up, Lisa. Don't hang up. Let's go to Carla, Kansas City, Missouri, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. This is Talina. Thank you so much. Talina. How did he, how did he get Carla out of Talina? I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks for everything that you do, especially in this political climate where being an avid patriot of this country can put you and your family in harm's way. And I guess the thing that I, my point is that you have I no feel idea. Like our, our What's media that? continues to put patriots in harm's way by propagating so many distruths about our current president. You know, you make a great point. We had to listen to Mother Zucker. Uh, go on about how the media are threatened. Uh, do they know how people are threatened that they target, like the 16-year-old kid, Nicholas Sandman, or others of us in radio and conservatives and politicians and the President of the United States? They take no responsibility at all for this enormous platform that they have collectively. Absolutely. And and saying this kind of in tongue-in-cheek, I almost feel like we should hit the main media where it hurts by filing a class action lawsuit. Well, but you can file class action lawsuit all you want. It'll be thrown out. People don't understand. They have a First Amendment protection. There's no class action lawsuit. Well, that's why you're on the show. And I love all right. everything you say and do. Thanks. All right, my friend. Thank you. There's no class action lawsuit. All right. Admit it. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people, right? You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. You know, when you're shopping and you're using your iPhone or your Android or people who walk by your house and they are able to use your Wi-Fi, <coughs> they're all tapping into your data. It's actually quite easy. And they want your data so they can get to your bank accounts and get to your pensions and get all kinds of information off your email. We hear about this all the time, whether it's China or Iran or the NSA or, or, or hackers like, a, you know, Beto O'Dork was a hacker at one point. Oh, yeah, it's true. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi, one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your Internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action. That's why you need to take action right now. And you can protect yourself the way I protect myself from cyber criminals. I use ExpressVPN. It's the best. It's the best protection. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN Easy to use. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi, so can you, without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than 7 bucks a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. 
ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's expressvpn.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. expressvpn.com slash mark. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. couple things before we leave you this evening. First of all, have a great weekend. Secondly, I hope you'll immediately, as you listen to me, go to our Mark Levin Show page, marklevinshow.com. Search for the keyword podcast in the upper right corner. Enter it there and join the Mark Levin app. And please don't forget Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. We have a wonderful, wonderful Life, Liberty, and Levin I hope you look forward to it every week. It's just one hour, once a week. Here we go. In your honor.
Monday at 10 p.m. on Fox. Don't forget, Eastern Time. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, the Border Patrol, ICE, all federal, state, and local law enforcement. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. All such wonderful dogs. Get Al-Qaeda. Get the Taliban. Get Hamas. Get Hezbollah. Get all those bastards. And have a safe, blessed weekend. I'll see you on Monday.